0: Well, good morning, everybody, uh, wherever you're watching this message, uh, whether it's a Corpus Church in Essex, Good morning to you, whether it's the Crippus Church uh, meeting in Richmond, uh, good morning to you, or whether it's our New Malden family, uh, Lighthouse Church, good morning to you. Or maybe you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, My name is Mark and it's my privilege today uh, to be preaching and sharing the vision message or the theme that we believe God is speaking to us about for Crippus Church in 2023. So I'm going to take a few moments today to talk to you about our theme, verse and our theme for the year. But before I do that, let me tell you about where it came from. Uh, it's a little bit of an unusual story. I was actually speaking in Germany at Equippers Church Berlin, and uh, it was the evening session of a conference. I was getting ready to speak in the morning, and I knew exactly what I was going to speak on. I felt like I had a message. I felt like I was prepared. And in the worship, I felt like God gave me a subject that He wanted me to preach about. And when I heard this subject, it wasn't a subject that I instantly knew an enormous amount about. And so what happened is I got back to my hotel room at about 10 o'clock at night, and I started to write uh, this message out and uh, ran my wife, Monica, and said, have you got any thoughts? I think God wants me to speak on this. And anyway, the next day I got up and I and I preached on it and uh, it went well and God turned up all those things. But as I came back home to the UK and I started to speak to some of our different pastors about what had happened, there was a resounding sense of they had been hearing some similar messages from God as well. And so together we really felt like there was something in this message that God wanted to speak to us about in our church now before I give you the title I want you to go with me to Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60 is a really really well-known passage of scripture. It's prophetic in nature. Uh and I really believe it's for us in this season. And it says this in verse 1, "Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you." Darkness as black as the night, covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. Let me say that again. The glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. And here's the, here's the consequence of that. All nations will come to your light and mighty kings will come to see your radiance. And so I heard God say to me, "I want you to, I want you to speak on the glory of God." And I believe this year our theme is the glory of God. We're going to be speaking about God's glory. Uh, what is His glory? How do we walk in His glory? Um, what does it mean? It's such a broad sense, uh, such a broad word. But I believe God wants us to become more aware of His glory. I believe He wants us to reflect more of His glory. And I believe He wants to teach us to walk in His glory in a way like we have never done before. Now, for me, I'm on a journey of discovery. I'm not here standing before you as someone who has all the answers when it comes to this subject. In a way, for the last three or four months, Since I heard God speak to me in Germany, I've been studying and researching and praying and digging and reading and asking God to speak to me. And so, uh, today, I suppose I want to lead us on a journey that I think will go out throughout 2023, where together we go on this journey of discovering what is God's glory and what does it mean for you and me. So why don't we start with what is God's glory? What is the glory of God? Um, I didn't grow up in a Pentecostal church. Or I grew up in a Baptist church, and we definitely didn't talk about the glory of God very often there. Uh, I don't know what the glory of God means to you. Maybe maybe uh, it's it's something mystical to you. Um, uh, may, maybe maybe you've just heard people in the middle of a service, uh, when somebody says something they like, shout out something like, glory, you know? Uh, and, and you're like, well, it's just a word people shout out. But the glory of God is found throughout all of scripture. From Old Testament right through to the end of the New Testament, we find lots and lots of information and lots of revelation about God's glory. Let me, let me give you a couple of words to start off with. Um, there are two words predominantly in the Bible that describe the word glory. Um, one of them is the word kabod. I hope I said that right. Kabod, and it's all about weightiness. Uh, the kabod or the glory of God is about a weighty substance. It's it's about splendor. It's about striking beauty. It's about abundance, and it's about honor. But prim- primarily, it's 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 about a weightiness. So when we think about the glory of God, we've got to think about something that has great substance. You know, if I was to throw you a, a bar of gold, when you caught it, you'd know you'd caught it. You'd probably fall down under the weight of it. That's what the glory of God is like. There's a substance, a weightiness, a heaviness to it. But the other word in the Bible for uh, glory is the word doxa. And that is all about majesty, that is about royalty. It's, it's about perfection in royalty, actually. Think of, think of our king who will be uh, crowned later in this year. There's gonna be a great sense of, of of pomp and honour and majesty, and that's a little bit what glory is like. And so when you put those two words together, it, it could be something like this. The glory of God is the total sum of His attributes. It's His character and His intrinsic value, but more than that, it's the brilliance of His presence and it's the splendour of His majesty. Now, I know I've just said a whole lot of words there and we're gonna take some time to unpack that over the rest of this month as we talk about it. But think of the glory of God as the sum of who God is. If God was to turn up in a nutshell and everything that He is, was present in that moment, that would be the glory of God. How many of you know that would be pretty amazing to encounter everything of God in one moment? The glory of God is is His character and it's His intrinsic value. Who He really is, is His glory. It's the brilliance of His presence. When the presence of God shows up in a powerful way, we we start to encounter at least some of His glory and it's the splendor of His majesty. Just Just, just imagine something that's incredibly majestic. That is the glory of God. Now somebody put it like this, the glory of God isn't just a feeling, it's not just an event or an Old Testament experience. It's a spiritual tsunami of everything contained in the character of God. I love that definition. It's a spiritual tsunami. Probably we all know what a tsunami is. An enormous wave uh, that when a tsunami hits, nothing stands in its way. Everything has to give way. And the glory of God is like a tsunami of everything that He is hitting us. And so when the glory of God shows up in our lives, you know God's showing up. It's like a spiritual tsunami. Another person put it like this. The glory of God is the manifestation of God in a specific moment showing something of the person of God Himself. He shows up and he reveals something about who he is. Uh, Yet again, somebody said the glory of God is everything at its fullness. It's peace at its fullness. It's healing at its fullness. It's miracles and signs and wonders and joy at its fullness. When you think of the glory of God, you've got to think of God, not diluted, but God in his complete sense, That's pretty awesome, don't you think? I believe God wants to lead us this year to experience that in a way we've never experienced before, to walk in it a way we've never walked in it before, but then to reflect it to the world. And Isaiah says this amazing thing, as the glory of the Lord rises upon us, His church, the result is nations and kings will be drawn to us because there's something so amazing about His glory. I hope you're saying a big amen wherever you're watching this this morning. Let me say a few more things about the glory of God. The glory of God is the spiritual atmosphere of heaven. It is the spiritual atmosphere of heaven. So here on earth, we have an atmosphere and, and the atmosphere is air. Right now, I'm breathing air. You're breathing air. That's the atmosphere we live in. Um, if we were to live in the ocean, which of course we can't, but if we were to live in the ocean, the atmosphere would be one of water. We'd be surrounded by it. We'd be breathing it, drinking it all the time. But did you know the atmosphere of heaven is God's glory? One day when we are with Jesus face to face, the glory of God, we're gonna be surrounded by this amazing glory. It's its the atmosphere of heaven. But But I wanna say this, it's what you and I were created for. We were created to live in the glory of God. That is good news. We will live in the complete glory of God one day, but right now we can be hungry to experience more of what that glory looks like and what it feels like. Here's an amazing thought. When Adam was born, Adam was born into an atmosphere of the glory of God. There he was, he was made by God, formed by God and God breathes on Adam and when Adam breathes and comes to life and I can just imagine him, he opens his eyes and his senses come to life, what does he sense? He senses the glory of God. He didn't know anything else but the glory of God until he sinned. And when he sinned, he was moved out of that place where God's glory was. But I want to tell you this, that the story is not over. Creation started with the glory of God, but guess what? Creation is going to end with the glory of God. In fact, Jesus didn't just come to live a good life and die and go to heaven. He actually came to restore us to the realm of God's glory. How good is that? His sacrifice made a way so that we could come into the presence and the glory of God and experience more of Him. Now look, I've been a Christian a long time. I've been walking with God a long time, but I can tell you, I'm hungrier now than I've ever been for more of God. (laughs) The more I get to know God, the more of Him I want. And this year, we're going to be pursuing Him and His glory in our lives. Not for the manifestations, not for all the kind of stuff that could be a little odd around the edges of it, but because of who He is. He's so incredible. He's such an amazing God. Now, uh, the glory of God, such a broad topic, so, so wide and so hard for us to get our head around. And I I wanna kind of hang uh, my message today on three thoughts that I think we can take and we can develop. And these three thoughts are not necessarily the whole of the glory of God, but they certainly help us understand it. And I'll give you the three thoughts and then I'm gonna go through them with us together. And they're simply this, the glory of God is displayed, number one, by His presence. The glory of God is displayed, number two, by His power And number three, the glory of God is displayed by His goodness. So say that with me. Everyone say the presence, everyone say the power, and everyone say the goodness. When we encounter the presence of God, we're experiencing some of His glory. When we walk in the power of God, we're experiencing at least a portion of His glory. And when we walk in the goodness of God, We are experiencing some of the glory of God. So I think we can all remember that. His presence, His power, and His goodness. So let me start with His presence. Number one, God's glory is displayed by His presence. And when you and I are hungry for the presence of God. I'm not talking about just, you know, a nice time and we come and we go and we leave. But when there's a hunger in our hearts to say, God, I want your presence. I want to be in your presence. I want your presence to be manifest in my life. We are starting to touch something of the glory of God. So let me read a couple of scriptures to you. In Exodus chapter 33, we find Moses. And Moses is a man who is hungry for the presence of God. In fact, he says says this in verse 14. The Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. So here's a man that is hungry for the presence of God. Moses says, If you're not coming, God, I'm not going. That's a pretty good mandate for our lives, isn't it? God, if You're not coming with me, I'm not going. I'm only going somewhere where Your presence is with me. Then we skip down to Exodus chapter 40, just a few chapters later, and we read this amazing Scripture. It says this, Then the cloud covered the tabernacle, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could no longer enter the tabernacle because the clad had settled down over it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Here is Moses, a man who is hungry for the presence of God. I mean, he is going after it. He is desperate for God's presence. <coughs> Excuse me. But now, a few verses later, as a result of his hunger for the presence, now we find a situation where the cloud of God's glory starts to descend into the temple and they are so overwhelmed by it that they cannot stand. You know, I don't know about you, I, I've experienced moments in my life where the presence of God has been pretty thick. I've experienced moments where I could say I've stood in God's presence and I can, I can sense Him here, I, I can sense that He's doing something. But I've never stood in an environment where the presence of God was so thick and the glory of God was so much there that it was like, whoa, I couldn't even stand or I couldn't even walk through it. But I believe that God wants to reveal more of that to us than we've ever experienced before. I believe He wants us to have encounters with Him, whether it's at home, whether it's in church, whether it's in connect group whether it's when we're at enjoying creation, enjoying nature, where the presence of God becomes so overwhelming in our lives that we can hardly stand. Because it's in those moments that we are transformed. It's in those moments that that no longer is God just a good idea, but God becomes the thing that we need to survive in this life. You know, we've got plenty of young people in our churches across the UK, and young people need more than just good theology. Young people to to survive the onslaught that media is bringing against them and, and what the world is teaching them, they need more than just a good theology and a head knowledge of God. They need to encounter His presence and His glory that will mark them and they will know for certain, I've encountered God like Moses and I can never turn away. In fact, if you took uh, theology by itself, theology by itself produces lifeless religion. Now I'm all for theology, I enjoy theology, we need good theology. But theology alone will not give us what we need. But theology combined with encounters of the presence of God will bring life to our Christianity. It will bring life to us. And I'm so hungry for people in our churches, for our young people to not just know God in their head, but to encounter Him so deeply in His presence that their their faith will come alive and they will never be the same again. Can I get an amen wherever you're watching? Moses encountered God many times at the burning bush and he was, he, was, he was never the same again. At the burning bush, he discovered his purpose. And I wanna say, when we push into the presence of God, we'll touch his glory and something will come alive in us. When we see his presence manifest on the earth it is a display of the glory of God so come on equip church this year let's be hungry for more of God's presence than we have ever experienced so far amen here's the second thing about God's presence is God's glory uh, is displayed by his power It's displayed by His power. So it's one thing to have His presence, but God wants us to have more than His presence. He wants us to operate in His power. Uh, I love the story in Exodus chapter 14. It's a crazy story. The children of Israel have been led out of captivity. They have come as far as the Red Sea and they can go no further. And the Bible says that God hardens the heart of Pharaoh and comes racing after them. And here's what it says in verse four. It says, and once again... I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will chase after you. He says, but I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. And after that, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So, so God says this, I'm creating this intense situation where the children of Israel need me to show up in power and, and we all know what happens. He separates the Red Sea and the children of Israel walk through on dry land and a great miracle happens. And God says this, I'm creating this situation to demonstrate my power so that my glory would be seen by everyone. See, when His power is present, His glory is made manifest. I'll say that again. When His power is made present, His glory is manifest. We, we read other stories, um, illustrating this point in, in the New Testament, in the book of John. There are several stories where the power of God shows up. And the reason God's power shows up is to bring glory to the Father. Maybe you remember the story of the young man who was born blind from birth and they asked Jesus, why was he born blind? Did his parents commit a sin? Was he sinful? And Jesus says, no, none of those things are the reason. The reason he was born blind was for this moment when I will demonstrate my power by healing him in that moment. In John chapter 14, or 11 rather, we read another story. and It's the story of Lazarus who is dead. And we know the situation. Jesus could have gone to Lazarus and healed him in a moment, but he delayed by three or four days and Lazarus dies. In verse four, it says this, and when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God that the Son of God will receive glory from this. And Jesus turns up and He calls Lazarus out and He releases His power, He releases His authority and Lazarus walks out of the grave to the glory of God. And so when we see the power of God made manifest in our lives, in our church, in the people that we love, that is to the glory of God. And when God is glorified, people are gonna see this glory on us and be attracted to it, amen? You know, oftentimes when it comes to being Christians, we often think about what makes us a good Christian, and of course, we want to be people of love. And that goes without saying, the world needs love, you and I need love, we need to be loved, we need to operate in love. But I just want to let you know this year that we are called to be more than just ministers of God's love. That's a great starting place to be a minister of God's love. But I want to let you know that God has also called us to be ministers of His power. He's called us to be ministers of His power. Now, how do I know this? Well, it's pretty clear in Scripture. Jesus came to do a couple of things. Number one, He came to express God's likeness on the earth. When you saw Jesus, you saw God. That's what He came to do. But not only did He do that, number two, He came to express God's authority on the earth. So when you saw Jesus, not only did you see the the perfect likeness of God, you also saw an expression of God's authority on the earth. But the Bible tells us that when Jesus died, was resurrected and ascended, that finally he sat down at the right hand of the Father. And sitting down, of course, explains to us that Jesus' work in that moment was done. Jesus is like, I'm done. I've come, I've done everything I was called to do. I've been the perfect representation of God. I've released His authority in the earth, but now I'm done. Why is that important for you and me? It's important for you and me because the way that God now expresses His power and authority on the earth is through you and through me and the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. So if the world is gonna encounter The power of God, guess what? It's gonna come through you. It's gonna come through me. Don't look anywhere else. God's just not going to show up randomly. He works through His people. He releases His power through His people. And I pray this year in 2023, every one of us learn to grow in the authority and power that God has given us. Because when we operate in power, it is to the glory of God. Now you might be watching and thinking, man, Mark, that sounds pretty intense. Like you, you know, to be to be to be a minister of power, but you know, sometimes being a minister of power is simply as just praying for somebody. I actually remember a couple of years ago praying for a friend of mine. Um, She was a triathlete, and um, um, she had had a scare in the water. And in open water, I mean, if you've never swum in open water, it's a bit of a freaky experience. If you ever swum in a lake, it's not like swimming in a swimming pool. You can't see anything that's beneath you. Uh, sometimes fish will rub past you or, 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 or the, or the debris in the water. You'll kind of swim through and it can be a little bit freaky on occasions. And anyway, she had had it in an cancer and something had happened and it had freaked her out and she was no longer able to go and swim in the open water. Anyway, one day, uh, she had agreed to look after our dog, and uh, I took um, our dog to her house. I was just giving her the dog for the weekend, and we got talking, and, and, and she told me that she'd had these problems swimming, and I guess in a moment of boldness, I said to her, hey, could I pray for you? Would it would it be okay if I prayed for you? Now, I don't know if you remember this, in Surrey, we talked about this, uh, we talked about the best strategy last year. Uh, we talked about um, blessing people, uh, we talked about eating with people, but we also talked about showing people the power of God. And so in that moment, I just took an opportunity to show her God's power. And so I simply said, hey, could I pray for you? And she said, yes. And I said, could I put my hand on your shoulder? And she said, yes. And I just prayed a simple prayer. It wasn't complicated. I just said, God, would you just right now let this woman know that you love her? Would you just take away all this anxiety and fear over swimming and, and just do something? It was a simple prayer. And we finished praying and I just said to her, um, did you experience anything? How did that feel? And she said, I did. I felt something. I, I, I felt like this, like a heat come over my body. I, I felt like a happiness. I felt like a joy on the inside. And what she didn't know was in that moment, she was experiencing the power of God. And as she experienced the power of God, that was actually pointing to the glory of God. Maybe just in a small way, but for her it was significant. And for me it was significant. And I really believe when we see his power manifest, it is a display of God's glory. Can I get an amen? So God's glory is displayed when we, when we pursue his presence. His glory is displayed when we pursue His power. But here's the third one, and this is amazing. God's glory is displayed by His goodness. By His goodness. Anytime we encounter the goodness of God, it is a display of His glory, amen? Exodus 33, Moses is now hungry for God. He, he's, he's hungering after more of God. And he, and he prays this prayer. He says, God, show me your glory. What a great prayer for us to pray at Krupa's Church in 2023. God, show me your glory. Uh, it was an incredibly brave prayer for Moses to pray, by the way. Because we now have access into the Holy of Holies and the the glory of God because of what Jesus did. But for Moses to see the full glory of God could have been death. But there was hunger in him. And he said, God, show me your glory. And here's what God replied to him. He said, I will make all my goodness pass before me, before you rather. And I will call out my name, Yahweh, before you. So, so watch this. Moses says, God, show me your glory. He's hungry for the manifest presence of God. He's hungry for the manifest power of God. Show me your glory. And here's what God responds. God says, I'll show you my glory. And here's what it's going to look like. It's going to look like all of my goodness passing before you. Listen, when you and I experience the goodness of God and we reflect the goodness of God to the world around us, that is making known the glory of God to whoever will hear. When God's goodness shows up in your life, that is manifesting or displaying the glory of God. That's why as God's people, we should have an expectation that we walk in the goodness of God. We are a blessed people. God has made us successful, not because of our own ability, but because of Jesus. And here's the thing. We are a display to the world of his glory. Think about a king and a kingdom for a moment. We, we serve a king and he has a kingdom. Well, think about a king in the natural, a a king on the earth. Uh, If a king has a kingdom, he would want his subjects to be representative of who he is. So if he's a majestic king, if he's a powerful king, if he's a loving king, if he's a wealthy king, he's gonna want people to encounter his subjects and when they encounter them, they would know the nature of their king by how they walk. When you and I walk in the goodness of God and people see it in our lives and they're amazed by it, guess what? We're displaying the glory of our King to the world. I don't know about you, but I'm committed this year to encountering more of God's goodness than I've ever encountered before. I want the fullness of God's goodness to be displayed in my life because when it is, it shouts God's glory to the earth. And when God's glory is shattered to the earth, according to Isaiah, kings and nations will come to it. In fact, that scripture says that darkness covers the earth. And how many of you know, in many ways, we live in a time that's pretty dark. But if we can display His goodness, then guess what? Light shines in the world and people are incredibly attracted to it. I don't have time to tell you stories right now, but I have so many stories of God's goodness in my life. I mean, not one or two, I mean hundreds. In fact, as I look back over my life, I'm not saying it's been perfect and I'm not saying it's been without challenge and there haven't been tough times, but man, I can point to you time and time again, the goodness of God, the goodness of God, the goodness of God, the goodness of God. When our son Joshua was born, and you may have heard this story before, but he he, he was given really no chance of survival, having had no breath in his lungs for the first 10 minutes of his life. And finally, you might know the story, God showed up and did a miracle in his life. And he is a healthy, wonderful, 15-year-old young man today going on with God. Do you know that is the goodness of God, but it displays God's goodness to the world. When we walk in the goodness of God, we shout God's goodness to the world. Here I am preaching to you today. And it reminds me of the time when I was training to be a pilot and I was not confident. I certainly did not know how to speak publicly. In fact, anytime I was given a microphone, I was so nervous. People thought I was gonna drop it. I I, I couldn't breathe. I was so nervous. And I remember having to stand up in front of my class and give a presentation. I remember standing and trying to hide behind the pulpit because my, my legs, it wasn't a pulpit, it was a lectern. My legs were shaking so much out of nervousness. I remember being so embarrassed. Fast forward a few years and here I am today operating in the gift of God upon my life. I wanna declare that's the goodness of God. That's not the work of Mark Collard. That's the goodness of God in my life. And when God's goodness is manifest in our life, it displays His glory. So at Crippus Church, I wanna declare three things this year. Number one, we are going after the presence of God like we've never gone after it before. Number two, we are going after the power of God like we've never done before. And number three, come on a journey with me of discovering the goodness of God like we've never seen before, that we could display the glory of God to the world all around us and kings and nations will come to the brightness of the light of God's glory upon our lives. If you believe that this morning, say a big Amen with me. Well, God bless you, Equipers Church. I pray you have a great Vision Sunday wherever you're hearing this today. We're handing back over to location pastors right now, but have a wonderful day. I'm excited for the year ahead.